Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Packed service and we've only done an hour. How many of you know I normally preach for three, so... <laughs> oh, it's been wonderful. I just appreciate, appreciate all the families that have come out this morning and uh, a special appreciation to uh, Chaz's mum and dad who are here and, and family and friends and uh, just really appreciate everyone that, is, um, that has just put so much work into, into being a blessing in this house. Um, I, I was thinking during the worship time, uh, I don't know if you probably didn't notice, but uh, Becca has got an amazing top on, but we should take up an offering because it's got holes in it. And uh, <laughs> she's obviously struggling there. And then I noticed that Heidi's top is the same. I'm thinking, wow, we've got moths or something in this place. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I want to I wanna carry on. <laughs> A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I spoke about how God takes the, he takes the broken things, the things which are rejects of society, rejects of, of, of life, and he turns them into the centerpiece of his glory. And I spoke about it by using an example uh, upon which we have also a, a prophetic picture of it now up at the back with that ad, junction... Um, uh, desk that has been made uh, in the in the same style as that message, which was done, uh, being made while I'm preaching, and we had no, we hadn't communicated. Tucky built it, and we hadn't talked about the uh, the desk. I didn't know what he was building, and uh, he didn't know what I was going to be preaching. Uh, and it it is about the fact that I showed a picture on the screen of a table that was really just pieces of wood that are unusable. From a cabinet-making point of view, they were uh, what you call the wany edge of the grain. It's a piece of wood where it's just where the bark has been. It's a, the plank of wood with the bark at the edge of the bark, and there's not much you can do with that kind of wood. But cabinet makers have looked at that and gone, I know what we can do with this. And they filled it with resin, and you have this incredible beauty uh, that of something which was a reject, something which was... Uh, considered useless, is now become the centerpiece of someone's home. And that is what Christ has done for our lives, that, that we are the, re, uh, the rejects of society. The Bible says that God takes the foolish things of this world uh, to confound the wise. And, and we know that we are nothing special, but that God's grace and God's glory poured out upon our lives fills us with such hope that we become the centerpiece of his creation, that, that we are a reflection of his glory upon the earth. It's one of the most extraordinary things that, that when somebody else meets Christ, they do so very, very rarely in isolation of anyone else. So that means they met Jesus Christ because they saw Jesus Christ in somebody else. In other words, that which was broken, that which was a reject has become the centerpiece of God's glory and his kingdom as he has used someone and poured out his power and his glory upon their life and was able to bring a reflection of Christ so that that other person was able to see 
Jesus and be able to respond to the message of the gospel. And so this morning, I want to take this a little bit further and I want to read you 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4 says this, Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And this morning I, I want to bring a message of how to understand the beauty of structure and form and how when structure and form is knitted together with the ministry, the priestly ministry of Christ's love and mercy, you have a move of the Holy Spirit. Now, what I mean by that is that um, I was, uh, you probably think I was extremely distracted. I, I am an extremely distracted person. I, I need you to understand my brain works at a thousand miles an hour and I think of a thousand thoughts at the same time, right? That's just the nature of who I am. I was watching Andy during worship and he's a pretty cool dude. Isn't he cool? Yeah. He's, he's cool. Um, he needs a new pair of jeans, but that's not the point. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking at it's just his cool clothes, and 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 uh, he's got a he's got a long t-shirt, bomber jacket, and and the thing is, right? When you see Andy, most of you are not particularly aware that he's of his clothes. You're aware of Andy. He's got a beautiful spirit. He's uh, got a lovely smile, and uh, we're just loving on him right now, aren't we? Yeah. I'll tell you the truth about him later. But yeah. <laughs> And so we just when you see Andy, you see the heart, you see the, the joy of who he is. You don't, you don't see the clothes, etc., but the clothes create a form and structure upon which heart is able to minister. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? A house, we see a house, they've just recently built a house near us, uh, a very beautiful um, timber and stone construction with huge glass. Uh, windows looking out over Benihi. But the structure and form is there to hold the beauty and the warmth of the life of a home inside. So a house has been built to hold the heart. That's the purpose of the house. Are you with me? So the Bible says that in 1 Peter 2, for God has made us living stones which are about structure and form. Living stones are about being put in the right place for the right purpose at the right time. It's about structure. It's about strength. It's about stability. It's about always being there. It's about being reliable and consistent and faithful. It's about serving in the house so that other things can happen. So the Bible says we are the house. The church, the congregation is the house. We are the stones of the house. Amen. I've preached many times on that particular subject. And I won't go too much into that. But then he says, you are living stones and a holy priesthood. So you're you're the stones of the house and you're ministers to the house. Are you with me here? 
that Christ has made you not just ones who hold it together structurally. What that means structurally is that when you came to church, as if you came into church and you met lots of people at the door, there's lots of people in the room with blue t-shirts, when they're structurally holding the service together, without them would have been chaos. (laughs) Worship team structurally holding the the worship team together. Without them, it would have sounded horrible. (laughs) Are you with me here? So there's structure and form. There's a, we have a pastoral leadership team. Without us, well, no one would know what they're doing. I mean, I barely know what we're doing. But I, <laughs> without, without your home leader, there wouldn't be structure. Do you understand me? That the leadership responsibility, all of these things, create a place of structure upon which the house of God stands. We read in Ephesians that God has called apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists and teachers. He's done so to create structure and form. We read that he raises up elders, he raises up deacons, he raises up those. We don't use those titles, by the way, anymore because, yeah, we don't. So, (laughs) but we do use their ministry function. (laughs) All right, so, anyway, I'm not getting into that. So... (laughs) So we understand that God creates structure and form. And if you don't understand structure and form, what you have is chaos. What you have is loss and an inability to function within the house because a house has to have structure. I've said this many many times, that when you're building a house, you've got to know what the blueprint, what the plans are. And Andy, talking about Andy, this is all about Andy today. Andy's an architect. He designs houses and and he's part of the the design team of many projects. But I guarantee when when he draws a drawing, when he's drawing, does a drawing, and he gives it to one of our builders, Tucky here or or Stuart, they don't come along and go, that rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) They build according to the design. You with me here? It's according to a design. The design is critically important without which it would all fall over. I've often said somebody comes along and goes, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to put a toilet right in the middle of the lounge. I like toilets in the middle of the lounge. It's my ministry to build toilets in the middle of the lounge. It's not going to work, right? Structure and form, design. God has designed his house. And when he puts his call upon you as living stones, he takes that which has been rejected by man, but has been accepted by God. He puts you into the most exquisite, most beautiful design that could ever be designed. For we have been formed together as we are being built a spiritual house it creates a place where those who are lost can come in be ministered healed and set free at the same time as being stones we are priests and priests are ministers that bring the heart of the house we begin to minister we begin to bring something of the holy spirit ministering into the lives of other people now let me read to you what John says, because Peter says, let me, I'll, I'll go back, just quickly go back. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. In 1 Peter 2, verse 5, for you as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, two. That word two, it's important. Yeah. That, 
That's the intentionality of why we're there. Your life must have an intentionality. It must be intentional and purposeful. We don't just do stuff because we did it last week, last year. We do it for something. So why are we a priesthood? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That sounds wonderful. No idea what they are. Right. I think I do. Come on. 1 John chapter 3. We're going to have a look at spiritual sacrifices. 1 John 3, 23, 24. And this, John is saying the same thing, but he's using a different... He's using a a different way of saying it. I said this last week. The Bible is full of saying the same things, just in different ways. Peter is using these extraordinary metaphors of of stones and ministry and priesthood. But John just says this, in all this, the richness of his, of just the love that comes through John's writing. And he says this, and this is his commandment. I love that word because it it suddenly creates an, you can't negotiate with this. Right? This piece of scripture is not negotiable. It's not, you can't, you've just got to stick with this, right? And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Now, he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So Paul, John is saying to the church, he's going, there's two commandments. Believe in the name and on the name of Jesus Christ and love one another. Unnegotiable. The content, the strength of who you are, you cannot exist in your Christian life, without a belief in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I think that point is worthy more of the silence that I'm getting, right? So, (laughs) to believe in Jesus' name. I think that we spend most of our time believing in the things that Jesus' name might get us. Not his name. We spend our time believing in something that might come to us. But the Bible says, seek first his kingdom. His kingdom is of the king. We believe in him. And his name shall provide for us something. Right? Believe in the name of Jesus Christ. I spoke a few weeks ago about attending to your thought life. And if you just simply Start each day, Jesus, Jesus, just fill my mind, fill my mind, just fill my mind with your goodness. Start each day, Jesus, I come to you. Just simply start. Let's, let's add to that, Jesus, I believe in your name. Now, the name of Jesus is the authority To release all blessing and empowerment of the kingdom. The name of Jesus has been given to us. If we are priests, then we have to have some kind of empowerment to do so. When Pastor Ashley, who's just retired, laid hands on me and Cheryl back in 1995... 
He laid hands on us. He placed an anointing, declared anointing, and we were empowered to go out and plant a church. We were under authority to go out and plant a church. And with the authority that was imbued upon us, we were able to start this church here and plant churches across Scotland. Mm. You, you with me here? Yeah. It's an empowerment. So the ministry that comes of the saints is his name. You have been given his name it's the foundational structure of your life right in his name believe in his name and love everybody else (laughs) yeah that's a different word right believe in his name with authority you have the ability and the power to minister love to one another now that's Believing in his name and loving is structural, right? Yeah. Believing in his name is structural. Loving is, is heart ministry, yeah. right? Believing in the name is about structure. Mm-hmm. It's the foundational, it's a foundation stone. I stand on the cornerstone who is Jesus Christ. You read that later in 1 Peter. He is the cornerstone. I believe in his name. That's structural for your life. Mm. You've got to understand Sometimes you've got to understand what you're working with. This is a structural part of my life. And here's the thing. When I stand on his name structurally, I'm able to minister out of his name because I have a house that I can minister out of. Mm. Are you with me? And so, but here's here's the blessing. It says, now he who keeps his commandment, he who structures their life on the name of Jesus, who works on this structure, on the name of Jesus, and loves their people into the kingdom of God, who invites their friends, who goes round their neighbours, who lays hands on the sick, who declares God's blessing in every environment and every blessing, regardless of the cynicism of this world, that you just love the people who are around you. Love them. This is what the promise comes. And he will abide in you because structure creates habitation. Structure creates habitation. The Holy Spirit inhabits the house that declares his name. Are you with me here? The Holy Spirit inhabits the house that declares his name. Many people are going, oh, I need the power of God. But the power of God is not some isolated. You can't just get the power like you can go to Asda as Jonah was, I'm going to say no there for a second, as Jonah loves to do. It's obviously his great, please go to Asda. And... (laughs) And uh, so you can't just go to the kingdom shop and buy power. (laughs) Right, I'll I'll have three packs of power, please. (laughs) We spend our life asking for power, asking for favour, asking for blessing, asking for this. But the kingdom of God is all about a relationship of heart. And a relationship of heart doesn't happen unless you have a structural foundation upon which the relationship can live. And so Peter says, I've made you living stones so that you have a structure. It's called the church. 
That's why it's critical to be in the house of God. It's critical to be a part of the house. I'm giving you a structure. And then as you begin to love and minister to those who are around you, so his habitation of the anointing and the blessing starts to be poured out Mm. upon his life, upon your life. For the Bible says, let me read this to you in verse, now he who abides keeps his commandment, abides in him and he in him. (laughs) We abide in God and God abides in us. It's a slightly easier way of saying it. (laughs) But we, as he abides in us, we abide in him. There's this this place of habitation that as we stand upon the, the rock who is Jesus Christ, he becomes our place of habitation. I have placed myself as a stone upon the cornerstone who is Jesus Christ. I was a rejected stone in my garden. I've got lots of great big lumps of granite. They are utterly useless. But the ones who are in the wall of the house, which are identical to the ones that are in the garden, are extraordinarily useful. So I've got these granite stones sitting on the foundation stones of my house. And upon that foundation, I am able to bring a house that gives warmth and comfort and ministry to all those who come and dwell with us from time to time. And many do. (laughs) And so it is that when you place place your life upon the cornerstone who is Jesus Christ, so many get lost in coming... Let's just simplify the gospel. We have given our lives to Jesus Christ. If I stand on the cornerstone, who is his name? His Holy Spirit abides in me and flows through me. The Bible says, Jesus said, he who believes in me, that's the name of Jesus Christ. He who believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's about structure flows heart. And so we see, I'm going to read you this incredible, this is a scripture that, that struck me this week. For some reason, I'd never seen it before. Ezekiel 39.29 says this. I will not hide my face, face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord. Now, suddenly we see that God I will pour out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord. We see that the Holy Spirit is poured out on structure and form. That the Holy Spirit, see, listen, when you pour water onto the ground, it's lost and it dissipates. When you pour it into something that is contained and hold it, It becomes a source which is easily poured out as a blessing to others. So we must be part of a house that we might hold and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now hear this. Every time you use to read the scripture, the word face in the Old Testament is used Many times, over 2,000 times, right, in, in, in different contexts. But if you read through in scripture... The the face, I will not hide my face. The face of God represents the heart of the Holy Spirit. Now, I will not hide my face. So 
Every time we see that the face of God turns towards us, we read that the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us. Now that's important because what happens is we often think of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will just, will just heal things, power, electricity. But we're not talking about electricity. We're talking about a relationship with the yeah. king. That his face, his mercy, the face of God represents the mercy of God. That when his face looks upon us, the spirit of God is able to be poured out of us. Now, when I stand on the name of Jesus, I know his face looks upon me. When you stand in his name, his face looks upon you and fills the house that is the house of God. Now, I want to finish with this. Psalm 41 says this. By this I know that you are well pleased with me because my enemy does not triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in integrity and set me before your face forever you see by this I know that you are well pleased with me see the favor of the Holy Spirit the favor of God by this I know that you're well pleased with me but what does the Bible say in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 it is impossible without faith it is impossible to please God without faith John says, it is his commandment to believe in his name. By this I know you're well pleased with me. How do I know that God is pleased with me? You see, we... John, if you read 1 John chapter 3, if you go back a few few more verses, John goes... He says this, he says, if your heart condemns you, God is greater. If your heart condemns you, how many of you know what it's like for your heart to condemn you? If your heart condemns you, God is greater. It's like, look, sometimes a heart condemns us, but God is able to do something great. He's going to just keep working in your life. Your heart, if your heart condemns you, God's greater. But if your heart doesn't condemn you, in other words, if you have centered your heart on his name, God is able to pour out his spirit powerfully through you. And so there are moments in our life where we just, we're struggling. And here's the amazing blessing. When we're struggling, God is greater. In other words, his grace is still shepherding us to the cornerstone who is Jesus Christ, that we wander away in the desperation and confusion of our thinking, the offense of our hearts. We wander away, but he shepherds us back to the cornerstone. And as we believe in his name, as we believe in his name, it is the guarantee he is well pleased with us. He's well pleased. By this, because my enemy does not triumph over me, as for me, 
you uphold me in my integrity. See, integrity is a structural word. Integrity is what, if you talk to engineers, they will talk to and, and structure within the islands, the things they create, they talk about the integrity of the design, the integrity of the structure. It's a structural thing. You uphold me in my integrity, in my structure. You uphold me in the house. See, here's the thing. Believe in his name and he will uphold you in the house of God so that you can continue to minister and be effective in his name. It's an extraordinary and set before me. Every time I see his face looking at me, I know his face looking at me is the Holy Spirit pouring through me. And set before your face, set me before your face forever. We know that when Jesus ascended into heaven, he said, go and wait in Jerusalem for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. For the Spirit has been poured out on all flesh that the sons of God shall prophesy, the daughters of God shall speak great words of exhortation, that the church will begin to reflect once again the full great power of God. I hope I've been able to bring this down to one simple word. Holy Spirit is drawing your heart. He doesn't want you just doing stuff in the house. He wants you to know that now you're in the house, just love someone who's with around you and you will begin to see his extraordinary power flowing through your life. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's stand up, shall we? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.